What's up, Warrior Nation? Welcome back to the Warrior Rewind, where we take time to visit with members of the Valley Christian Athletics community, past and present. Once a warrior, always a warrior. This is your host, Rob Fair, VC Class of 2009, Assistant Athletic Director, and Warrior Football and Lacrosse Coach. I encourage you to connect with me on Twitter, at RobFair3, or email me at rfair at vcs.net to nominate a new guest that you'd like to hear from. You can find the Warrior Rewind just about anywhere podcasts live, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Now let's get to work. PJ LaBarbera played football and baseball throughout his time as a Warrior before graduating in 2016. On the football team, PJ was a force to be reckoned with in the defensive secondary. When opposing quarterbacks threw the ball his direction, P.J. only allowed seven completed receptions for a total of 67 yards his entire senior year, a year in which he played every defensive snap. P.J. was then recruited to play both football and baseball at Pomona College, where he is currently virtually pursuing an economics major and mathematics minor in his final semester as a SAGEN. P.J. hopes to pursue a career in sports-driven venture capitalism. PJ has certainly seen a fair share of adversity through his collegiate career as he decided to hang up his baseball glove after his second labrum surgery during his sophomore year. He was hindered by injury throughout his football career as well, but eventually earned a starting role at the safety spot his junior and senior year. That is, until his senior year was cut short by an ankle injury that required tightrope surgery. However, PJ refused to be defined by his struggles and instead used them as motivation to create a blog and now a podcast platform he calls Speak. Instead of taking on wide receivers, PJ is now tackling issues related to athletes' mental health, including depression, grief, performance-based acceptance, and anxiety. PJ, thanks for coming on the Warrior Rewind. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, before we get into kind of some of the more serious stuff, my, my first memory of you, uh, I had an opportunity to coach you when you were a freshman. I was the freshman football offensive coordinator, and you come out on the first day of summer camp with your buddy, Johnny Erickson, who was yeah. the quarterback. And the two of you walk up to me, and you introduce yourselves, and you say, you know, Coach Johnny and I are a one-two punch. Johnny plays quarterback. I play wide receiver. We, we mesh really well. He throws the ball really well to me. I know how to catch it, all this kind of stuff. I want you to know that he's your starting quarterback and I'm your starting wide receiver. And about two seconds later, Colin Johnson walks out onto the field. <laughs> and I think you realize that, uh, that maybe we're going to have to find another position for you because – Colin, just drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars, was a pretty good uh, wide receiver. Um, so uh, yeah. you actually played running back, I think, uh, most of the year for us. I'll never forget, we're in our second game of the season at American High School, and it's second and 25. And like any good Valley Christian offensive coordinator, on second and 25, I call a run play. And you take this sweep to the outside, and you make this guy miss in the open field. And of course you get the first down on the second and 25 uh, run play. So those are some of my earliest memories of you. And then of course had the opportunity to, uh, to be around as, as you continued through Valley Christian. So I'm, uh, I'm happy to have you uh, here on the podcast. 
Yeah, I actually remember that play really well. That's funny that you brought that up. I don't remember talking to you with Johnny, but I'm yes. sure that happened. I will, yes. And then Colin Johnson walks out on the field right after you tell me. So I remember that, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, back to, uh, back to kind of the topic at hand here. Um, I, I briefly mentioned um, the, the, podca- the podcast that you're currently working on um, <laughs> titled Speak. You've had uh, two guests on so far. Brooke Zenner and uh, Demarte Ariflis, both also Valley Christian alumni, mm-hmm. um, and it really is awesome. I, you know, I think uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, go ahead and hit pause and go check out PJ's Speak podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's he covers some really great, important topics, um, and so from here, PJ, why don't I let you share about? Uh, the story behind Speak, why you started it, what you're hoping to accomplish, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so for those who need the link, um, the website you can find all the podcasts or my podcast on is speak.captivate.fm. We're also on Apple and Spotify to find it easiest on there. If you just look up Speak space PJ, you'll go right to it. We're not high enough in the search rankings yet (laughs) to just search Speak, but hopefully one day. Um, but yeah, the, the motivating factor, um, so my whole life, um, I played, uh, baseball, football, basketball, soccer, you know, you name it. I was always an athlete. My dad was always my coach. It was, and still is like one of the biggest parts of my life and what really shaped me to be who I am. Um, but I think the whole time I've been an athlete, it's always, I've always taken, you know, me having a bad game or losses or, you know, bad performance a little stronger than anybody else without, without realizing it. Um, this kind of all came to fruition. My going into my junior year of college, um, my grandfather, after, after showing no signs of struggle, um, nobody really knew anything was going on. He took his own life. And that really opened my eyes to, to to how people can be struggling and not say anything because I, I was very close with my grandfather and my dad was obviously very close, close with his father and we didn't know at all that anything was going on um, and so that summer was really tough but I had this support system around me in my dad and my mom and my sister where we kind of never got into too dark of a place because we always had each other to bounce off of. I'd ask my dad how he's doing. He'd ask how I'm doing. He'd have a bad day and I'd help him. I'd have a bad day and he'd help me. Um, but then when, so I thought I was fine. I thought, you know, I, I had gotten over it. I accepted it. You know, what are you going to do? Um, then I left for preseason that year, uh, junior year of college. And I was, I mean, so I felt so alone. Um, I hadn't had like, opportunity yet because I had the support system around me during summer so I hadn't had the opportunity to really process what happened myself um and then you know with the added pressure of trying to win a starting spot that year you know 12 hour days football where you're already physically exhausted I'd come back into my room after a long day and just be mentally exhausted and things would pile up you know I'd be crying in my bed by my grandpa but I didn't want to I really didn't want to say anything to my teammates because I felt like very weak, um, which is why I started the Speak podcast is because I feel like 
I was not alone and I'm not alone whenever I'm, you know, high anxiety or having a bad day or when I was struggling with, you know, this serious grief. Um, yeah, I just felt weak. I felt like I had no one to talk to. And I feel like that happens to a lot of athletes because athletes have this idea that, you know, you have to be mentally strong. You have to put on this like game face for your teammates. Like if you're weak, you're going to be weak on the field, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to, I want to break that stigma. I want to make it very clear to people that, you know, athletes are people too. We're, we're, I mean, we're, yeah, sure. We're strong. We're athletes, but you know, mentally we go through all the same stuff that normal people do. And I feel like as of late, there's been this movement where mental health issues have been accepted as a whole as um, not something to look down upon, but I don't think that's really reached athletics yet. I think it's in the process of it, but I want to help move that along. So the speak podcast, it's dedicated to bringing on athletes who have struggled just to talk about it. Cause I feel like the biggest thing that helped me through it was once I finally talked to my coaches and my teammates that whole stigma disappeared. My coaches accepted me. My teammates told me that they loved me and that they'd been going through the same stuff. It was the complete opposite reaction that I expected. So I want that. I want people to, people who are struggling, athletes who are struggling to see this podcast and know that A, they're not alone. B, they're not weak. And C, that people are out there supporting them. People will support them if they just come out and share their story and it will help them. Um, I talked to DeMarte about it last week. I don't want to imply that talking about it will cure you of, you know, your depression or anxiety. But when you have a support group around you, it makes a world of difference. If, if you're struggling with anxiety or depression or, you know, your self-worth is based on your performance, or your success, and you go out in the field and you know that your teammates know about that and that they're all supporting you, it's, it's, it's incredible the difference that makes. So that's what I'm trying to do. And that's, um, it, I'm in the very early stages of it, but it's something I'm passionate about. It's something I want to do my whole life. You know, even when I have a career, I want to do this on the weekends because I think that um, if I had seen a podcast or a YouTube channel like this when I was going through it early on in my life, like during high school, I would have had an easier time accepting it and like just knowing that it was normal, that I wasn't alone. So for sure. You know, I, I uh, heard somebody talk about how athletes are used to being in the weight room. And when you're in the weight room, you get under a bench press, well, you'd better have a spotter. It's pretty dangerous to, uh, to get under a barbell by yourself. Um, yeah. and, that, and that what if we looked at mental health the same way, that that support system is just as important um, outside of the weight room as it is when you're, when you're physically performing. One of the other things you and I talked about is that, you know, mental health really is a spectrum and pretty yeah. much every athlete, I, I would say every athlete falls somewhere on that spectrum. Um, and so when you say that athletes need to realize that they're not alone, everybody on some yeah. level is going to experience these things throughout their athletic career. Absolutely. Um, so you're doing, you're doing great stuff. Keep it, keep it going. Um, I can't wait to continue to follow along as you, as you gather guests on your, on your, on your podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm excited too. Another thing that's kind of going on with you right now is, uh, is you are a graduating senior in college and you, uh, and you've been sent home by this, the COVID 
epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're taking your, your last uh, few classes here, three weeks left in school. Yeah. Got about three weeks left. Yeah. And then I'm, then I'm a, then I'm a graduate quote unquote. <laughs> so, so what's it like not having a, a physical in-person graduation? Um, talk a little bit about what, what could come next for you in that. Situation. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, the worst part about being sent home from, I mean, so quickly and without, you know, much of a notice is that I didn't really get a chance to really say goodbye to, you know, all my closest buddies from the last four years. So for me, that's the hardest part. Um, I'm doing okay with the classes. Like that's not that big of a deal. I was fortunate enough to, I was fortunate enough to, we get credits for football. So I was fortunate enough to get enough credits to where I only had to take one class this semester along with my thesis class. Um, and the thesis is all done. And so I'm just finishing up this one class. That's not that too, that's not too hard. Hmm. As far as the graduation goes, yeah, it's a bummer. I don't get to walk across the stage, but I think the person most broken up about that is mom. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> she's, she's really sad about that. And I, I mean, I'm sad. That sucks. But I think the person taking it the hardest is her. Yeah. Um, I think they're trying to move it to in-person, if it's possible, in-person in the fall. Um, and if, I mean, if I'm, you know, still free in the fall, then yeah, I'd, I'd love to go have an in-person graduation. But for now, I'm, I think I've accepted the fact that that might not happen. So sure. Sure. we might have a virtual zoom graduation. We'll see, but <laughs> put on the cap and gown. Yeah, exactly. What's funny is we got fitted for the cap and gown like a week before they sent us home. It was a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one of the uh, one of the themes, one of the central themes on this podcast is uh, is that we visit with warriors, mm. current and former warriors. But the reality is, once a warrior, always a warrior. Um, yeah. So when I look at PJ LaBarbera, I see a warrior here. Um, you know, sitting in front of me on the computer screen. When you think about uh, that phrase, what does being a warrior mean to you? So the biggest, when I was in high school, it really just being a warrior meant for me more than anything, um, having a family. Um, And I think that still looking back on my high school days is what I remember most. I remember the, the Friday dinners after practice where we'd all just sit in the hall of the gym and, you know, eat the, eat the, uh, the high five dinners that we got catered for us. And just, you know, like, just talked about, you know, the game the next day and the week of practice and what was going on at school. And, I mean, I know for a fact that if you just picked randomly a person on the varsity roster my junior or senior year, I would be able to call them up and talk for hours with them about what's been going on and and how we are. I mean, really, so, yeah, so when I think about what it means to be a warrior, it means that I have – a community and a family for life. Like you said, when you look at me, you see a warrior. When I look at you, I see a warrior. Like that's just the way it is. We're, we're, we're kind of, we're all, we're all just like a big family. Um, and I think that's really important because I think that that's special. I don't really know if that's the same way at any of the other West Catholic schools or any of the public schools around us. I think the coaches and the faculty of Valley do a really good job of um, making it a family. Yeah. Awesome. Do you have a Do you have a favorite memory that you can share from uh, your time as a student at Valley Christian? Favorite memory. 
<laughs> on on um, or off the the field of play um yeah one of my favorite memories is well it happened every year but it's still my favorite it's thursday or it, it wasn't always thursday it was the thanksgiving practices uh-huh. where we'd get to put on all of our throwback jerseys and coach mike would sing national sing quote unquote the national anthem <laughs> we'd all line up that was that will always be one of my those are my favorite practices because everybody was wearing their old you know pop warner jerseys that were eight sizes too small and it was just a special teams day so everybody was kind of messing around and having fun and making jokes those were the best practices those are the best practices so those are the most fun and some of my favorite memories for sure that's awesome great memory um one of the constant themes at valley christian is that we're continually on this quest for excellence. Um, uh-huh. When when you think of that and how you've internalized the quest for excellence, how is it that you would define the word excellence? Um, yeah, so I actually have a story for this too because it's perfect. Um, it was junior year. Um, we were going into playoffs in the West Coast playoff, or in the CCS playoffs. I think we were playing Bellarmine that week, and it was – Right towards the end of the week, um, it was Thursday, so it was our last, um, no, we were playing Friday, so it was Wednesday, it was our last, like, live practice. We'd already had all the installs, we'd gone over all the film, everyone was feeling pretty good, and we got out on the field, and it was me and Mo Walker at corner, and we were pretty deep into our defensive session, and we were playing against the scout team, and me and Mo were in between one of the plays kind of making jokes and shoving each other and not, I mean, we, we were taking it seriously, but I'm sure to coach Sharonberg, it looked like we were goofing off <laughs> and he pulled the entire team or the entire defense to him and chewed me and Mo out for this being the biggest game of our lives that we weren't taking it seriously, that he didn't need us, <laughs> that he could throw anybody else on the field and it wouldn't matter. Um, and me and Mo didn't play the rest of practice at Coach Sharonberg's, you know, orders. Um, and to me, that's like the most perfect story I can tell for what I got out of Valley Christian football and what to me the excellence or the quest for excellence means. It's always it's it's consistency. It's if you want to be excellent, you know, not everybody's going to be perfect at something, right? I was never a perfect football player. I'm not a perfect person. I don't think anybody is. But to be excellent, it's just, are you doing everything you can to be as as good as you can be all all the time, consistently? Um, Yeah, that's that's excellence to me. And I think, again, that was instilled in me during Valley Christian football. Um, Yeah, just, are you working as hard as you can at all times? Are you trying to be the best person you can be at all times? That's excellence to me, yeah. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah, yeah. Me and Mo still talk about that story. That's one of our. That's one of his favorite memories too. Because it was so shocking coming from, <laughs> coming from Coach. Yeah. Wild. You know, going back a little bit to the COVID epidemic, um, we're yeah. in a spot right now where, you know, spring sport athletes have kind of seen their seasons disappear. Um, yeah. And certainly as a, as an athletic professional myself, uh, a lot of what I do or would be doing, um, is currently on hold. We've, we've put, mm-hmm. uh, our, our ath- athletics is on pause 
Um, so it, it's brought me to this hypothetical question I like to ask people, and that is, what would you do if sports went away entirely? Well, honestly, if sports went away, I would, I don't know, man, I would be a completely different person because sports is my, like, whole life. And I mean, I'm sure you could say the same thing. I think, honestly, if sports went away, the biggest thing for me would be the biggest hit I would take is not being able to watch live sports anymore. Because <laughs> I've kind of adapted now, you know, like I gradu or graduated. I'm not necessarily a football player anymore. And I've come to terms with that in the way that only I can. And I think the biggest way that I'm adapting to that is I've watched so much football, like reruns, highlights, just like keeping myself immersed in that. So if that went away, I don't know, I guess I'd, I'd take up painting drawing i don't know i don't know what i'd immerse my time with what would you do if sports went away you know that's a that's a great question because i have also been watching the espn college football rewinds you know yeah. of the last year's bowl games or whatever it may be um you know i i think it's definitely a hypothetical question because sport has you know has certainly made you and i into the people that we are today absolutely um, Let's see, what is one thing that sport has done for your life that most people wouldn't expect? I talk a lot about um, there being natural, positive benefits to, to being an athlete. Mm -hmm. You're healthy, you yeah. make friends, all those kinds of yeah. things. Um, but what, uh, what's something maybe that's a little deeper um, this sport has done for you? Well, I mean, being, just kind of piggybacking off what I was saying earlier, being an athlete my whole life really, I think, shaped me into who I am now I think especially because if you start sports at an early age you know you're that's a very formative time of your life um you're pretty much just learning how the world works and so <clears throat> playing sports when I was you know eight ten whatever really taught me a lot about being mentally tough what it means to be part of a team not an individual um what it means to you know trust the people next to you and to commit to them and then also just to understand that failure and this took me a long time to understand I mean up until now really but failure happens all the time I mean I, I can't I never had an undefeated season right I there was always a loss at least one loss in there and it taught me that you know you are not going to be perfect. You're going to lose. It's going to suck sometimes. But, you know, these things happen and you just got to move forward. And I think that, not to say people that don't play sports don't understand that, but I don't think a lot of people that weren't athletes understand how big of an impact sports has in that aspect in like the forming young minds around, you know, failure and team building and commitment to working hard etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah it, it really really sh like changes you and shapes you into who you are and teaches you a lot and i think that people that didn't expose themselves to sports um i, I don't think they could understand that because i mean if you took me out of the athletic mindset and told me that getting a bunch of eight-year-olds together to run around on a soccer field changed them who they changed who they were like indefinitely i wouldn't believe you right but it's really what happens yeah I uh I as a coach obviously there are things about coaching that I love I love competition I love winning yeah. Uh, yeah 
you know, I love the X's and O's of, of sport. Obviously football is my first love. And so um, I could watch film for, I could watch film 40 hours a week and it would be the best job of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. But also as a coach, you, you're, you're so right. The, the more important things that I look for are, or are we instilling the right values into our student athletes and, you know, yeah. selflessness and learning how to be a, a good teammate is, is huge. Um, but finding ways to overcome adversity uh, in sport, it happens every day. You know what I mean? It's not very every easy day. to, uh, to continue running when you're out of breath. It's not, yeah. it's not very easy to get back up after you've been knocked down. Um, so I, I appreciate you sharing those kind of insights because I think yeah, as, absolutely. As, as athletes, we hope that we hope that we all can come through with those lessons learned. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, PJ, what would you say uh, inspires you or uh, what is it that fuels you to strive to be your best self? Um, yeah, so I think over my life, the answer to this question has changed a lot. Um, you know, when I was in middle school or high school, when I was younger, I was always trying to be the best, the best son I could be. I strove to like make my parents proud. Like that was always my goal. Like they did a great job of raising me. I have, I, I still have obviously, but I had so much respect for them and what they did for me. And so for me, it was always, you know, is my dad going to be proud of the way I played today? You know, is my mom going to be proud of the way I played today or the grades I gave or who I am as a person? Um, now, though, and I think this is also, you know, due to them and I'm crediting them for this, but they've made it very clear to me that, you know, I could mess up tremendously and they'd still be proud of me and love me. So now I have to, so now I have to you know, change the focus on just, am I making, you know, myself proud? Um, can I look back on, you know, the things I did today and can I go, wow, like that is thrusting me into being like into fulfilling my potential. Um, I think that, you know, and this is also a credit to my parents, but I think that I have, you know, a lot of potential and that I have a lot of things that I want to do in my life. And so every single day I'm just, you know, am I getting closer to my goals? Did I do something that I can be proud of that I can look back on and be like, wow, yeah, like that got me closer to X goal or Y goal. In 10 years, I want to look back and go, yeah, I, you know, either I'm at my goals or I've done every single thing possible to achieve my goals. I'm just not there yet. Um, that's the biggest thing. I just want to, you know, people say live every day like it's your last and it's cheesy, but yeah, like that's what I want to do. I want to make sure that I can look back on what I did and, you know, be proud of it. You know, it's it's cool to hear you echo that sentiment because you talked about learning that lesson from Coach Scherenberg where yeah. you know, you're in practice and you have this opportunity to get a little bit better every moment and uh, and how serious it can be when you do divert. And it, it may not feel like you're doing anything wrong, but are you doing everything possible to hit that next objective? um exactly so and then going back on the last question yeah I learned that playing football like looking back most of the lessons that I've been talking about come from the playing football so sure yeah <laughs> awesome um PJ being a two-sport athlete at any level you know 
certainly in high school is slowly getting to be rarer and more and more, more and more rare. Uh, But to do it at the college level and to be on two different rosters at the same school at the same time, that's super rare. Um, And obviously it takes a certain level of, of giftedness and athleticism. So being that you're a good athlete, I want to flip that and say, what's something that you're not very good at? Um, and, um, <laughs> and what's something you're not very good at and how do you, uh, compensate or how do you insulate that, that weakness? Um, yeah, so obviously I'm not very good at a lot of things. Um, and the thing I'm worst at is asking for help, um, which just kind of exaggerates all the other things I'm not good at. <laughs> um, I don't like, yeah, I don't like not being good at things. So I think the biggest thing that I'm not good at is understanding that, I might not be good at, you know, my backpedaling technique might need some work, you know, just putting it in football terms. And I was never good, and I'm still not very good at looking to somebody that's better than me in an aspect and going, hey, can you help me with this? Um, I always want to be the guy that goes, yeah, you know, I helped myself through this. I, like, I grew as a person by myself. Um, I'm very stubborn, yeah. So it's really, really hard for me to, you know, get help or, ask somebody for help it was actually one of the biggest things for me this or a couple summers ago when you know my grandpa took his life the hardest part for me was finally going I'm struggling I need some help and going to a therapist and getting some counsel um I think that's the biggest uh example of that but it happens every single day every single day an event will come up where I'm like I should ask for help for this but I think I can figure it out and most of the time I'm I'm super wrong So yeah, if there's one thing I'm really bad at, it's asking other people for help. I like to think I can figure everything out, and I very clearly cannot. Which which really just goes to how important it is for you to have your speak platform, the podcast that you're doing to to ask for help in that sense. Because there's so many other athletes that are just like you, right? Where you want to exemplify strength, and you want to exemplify that you can do it by yourself. Super cool. Thanks, Coach. Uh, yeah. All right. Last question. Um, yeah. Kind of the way that I like to end this podcast. I've done it with everybody so far. Um, and that is if you had an opportunity to hop in a time machine and go back and visit yourself in high school, what advice would you have for high school PJ, specifically at two distinct times, underclassman PJ and upperclassman PJ, freshman, sophomore year, or junior, senior year, either just coming into high school or maybe, um, you know, on your way out, what two pieces of advice is, uh, would you have? Yeah. So if I were to visit freshman year, PJ, I would definitely tell him just, like, just be a little less serious. I took everything really seriously back then. I thought that, you know, the B plus I got on my honors camp test freshman year was going to be the reason I didn't get into Stanford like everything was so serious everything carried this tremendous weight and looking back on it I was what 14 years old like nothing you do back then unless you tremendously mess up is going to affect you like the rest of your life so if I like were able to grab freshman PJ by the face I would shake him and say you know like loosen up a little bit you crazy person (laughs) senior year PJ um similar thing like you don't you don't have to have everything figured out I had this like trip like grand plan senior year um of the way I saw 
college going and my life after college going. And this is something that I'm still telling myself. I, I mean, back then I was 18, now I'm 22. A lot of people don't figure out what's going on until they're 30, 30 plus. And for me, the biggest part of senior year was like, I was like, oh, like everything's going according to plan. Like, this is great. I'm going to go play two sports in college. I'm going to a super good academic school. And I wish I would just, I, I wish I could have just understood that like, yeah, like things are going according to plan now, but that's not always going to be the case. You don't have to have these things figured out. You can't look into the future and perfectly predict what's going to happen, you know? So again, I would grab 18 year old PJ and I'd shake him and I'd go stop trying to figure everything out. Like you can't plan your life. Things are going to happen that are like incredibly unpredictable. Um, so I wish I was, I wish I knew that. And I wish I was more prepared for the way that life actually is. But obviously like you can't be right. When you're sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. PJ, thanks for sharing, you know, that advice. Hopefully uh, we have, you know, current, student athletes, young warriors, they can take some of that to heart. You can't control everything. Life's not perfect. Sometimes uh, some, you have wins, sometimes you have losses, and that hopefully we can, we can know that God's in control of everything. Um, Absolutely. Ultimately, ultimately, he's got our back. So, PJ, before I let you go, um, one more time, how can our listeners uh, either – check you out on social media or follow along to, to your speak uh, platform. Go ahead and plug some information for that here. Yeah. So my Instagram is uh, at PJ La Barbera, um, L-A-B-A-R-B-E-R-A for those, for most of you who probably can't spell that because it's an insane last name. Um, also, <laughs> got, also it'll be in the title of the podcast. So yes, that too. Um, yeah, so my Instagram's public, so you can go on there. You can follow me if you want, but more importantly, the link to Speak's um, website is in my bio. If you go to that link, um, you could either listen to the podcast on the website. There's also a little button on there on the top right corner of the homepage that'll take you to my YouTube page where you can see the recorded videos of the podcast. Or if you'd rather listen on Spotify, there's another button right under the podcast on the website that can take you to Spotify. Um, so you can listen to it there. I'm also on um, iTunes. Again, if you just look up speak space PJ, it should take you right to it. You can listen on there. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be my friend on Facebook, if I know you will accept, but other than that, follow me on LinkedIn. I'm a professional now. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right, PJ. Well, thanks again. Stay safe during all this COVID stuff. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we can get you on a stage to graduate and, uh, and good luck with, you know, what comes next in life for you as you yeah. go out into the big, bad world. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Thank you so much, coach. I really appreciate you having me on here, man.